Welcome to Sober Shockingly, a podcast about the unexpected joys, tears, and surprises that come with sobriety. I'm Trina. I'm your host, a former messy party girl, mom of two, coach, and content creator. After becoming sober from alcohol, I unapologetically became obsessed with this up-leveled version of myself. So I decided to share my raw, honest, and sometimes shocking experience in this alcohol-free world. Join us for some relentlessly real conversations about sobriety. Let's do this. Hey guys, it's Trina. Welcome to another episode of Sober Shockingly. Today's episode, I wanted to kind of recap what I talked about in Seattle. I was just there for Alex from Sober City Movement invited me over there to do a speech about sobriety and how it's affected me. And she's really great. Her Instagram is sober in Seattle, but she runs this whole sober city movement and she's just really a beautiful person. Um, I heard a little bit about her story and then getting to meet her in person was a really fun experience. So if you guys don't know, I'm Trina. So I'm 30 years old. I'm a mom of two who just celebrated two years of consistent sobriety. Right now, I work full-time in insurance, I create sober content, and offer sober lifestyle coaching. I also host this podcast and do speaking events for sober and sober curious or self-love and self-respect seminars um, and things like that. So fun fact, I also went to hair school, not her school. (laughs) I'm a licensed cosmetologist and geez, I've been doing hair almost 12 years and I have always loved the pretty girly feelings of being pampered, things like that. I've always been attracted to them. I am definitely a girly girl through and through. And I first noticed that when I was a little girl and I used to say how beautiful I was when I would stare in the mirror So at my parents' house, they have this huge wall that is literally all mirror. (laughs) So we, I would stand in front of it and get ready every day, me and my sisters and my brother. Um, And I remember I would stare in the mirror anytime I had like a barrette or a pin in my hair. Back then it was like pink flowers or hearts or something beautiful and sparkly and probably pink Or maybe it was the way that it clipped my baby hairs back so you could see my face and I was just so happy. And I felt beautiful. And I don't think like the Brett was fantastic or there's no Brett I can remember that was like, you know, a million dollar Brett or anything like that. I think it was my mom was pampering me. She was putting effort into making me feel confident. She celebrated the way the Brett looked in my hair as an opportunity for me to see how wonderful I was, how pretty I looked, or just kind of giving me words of affirmation. And it made me so, like, giddy inside as a little girl. I'd have my hair done, and I would walk into school like I freaking owned the place, I was nicer, I was retaining information, I was putting effort into my work, I was just really focused on presenting myself the best I could. And here is a secret. It wasn't because the bread I was wearing made my work any easier. 
I know, it's shocking. <laughs> it wasn't like a magical hairpiece in my hair that made everything wonderful and all of my stresses or all my hardships go away. It's because I woke up that morning and I felt taken care of. I felt appreciated and I had someone speaking positivity to me and I believed in that positivity. I believed in what that person was saying. So as I transitioned into adulthood, there was a heaviness in the world that I did not understand. I couldn't quite get the hang of why everything felt so just heavy. It felt hard. It was hard to hold the world in my hands. And when I finally turned to booze, finally, ugh, I wish I never had done it, but I turned to booze. It was all around, it was around me growing up. It was around what my friends were doing. And I noticed that booze kind of made me feel weightless. So I turned to it to heal any form of uncomfortableness, any form of stress, anything. I celebrated with booze. I mourned with alcohol. I even worked with booze sometimes. It was like, instead of the positive words or the fancy breaths from my mom, I decided that I could get the same kind of justification for being who I was with booze. And I would be okay. I would get by. I would find the same kind of comfort. That's how my head was thinking. But what I realized is the difference is booze makes me feel pretty for now. It makes me feel invincible for now. Maybe I'll get this liquid courage to do something right now. It makes me feel okay for now. But what about tomorrow? What happens when the anxiety and the regret and the shame come pouring in? And as I felt honestly lower and lower and I was hurting myself harder and harder into and I looked around and all I could see was myself in this pit of destruction and chaos and I realized that I was crumbling. I looked around at the mess I made and wondered if the damage was even reversible because I remember specifically trying to get sober after you know another failed attempt and just thinking to myself I'm too far gone like I messed up too bad I'm not coming back from this when I finally decided to get sober this last time it was because I was in the middle of a mental health crisis as most of you know probably So the first few weeks in sobriety were not easy at all. They were hard. They really hurt. They stung. It was really uncomfortable to feel everything with this intensity that I was not used to because I was numbing myself for so long and I was numbing myself consistently for so long. But as I got sober and I got to know myself, I had this radical awakening (laughs) So I sat with it and I thought about this idea and the idea was, what if I just trusted myself? What if I decided to date myself and take care of myself and love myself? What if instead of turning to social media for validation or boys for validation or 
alcohol for validation or drugs for validation, I decided that I was enough and that I was capable of rewriting my story. What if I told myself that I am strong and confident and smart and beautiful and worthy and instead of fighting with reasons why those could never be true, instead of putting my guard up and destroying myself with words to try to trick myself into believing that they weren't true, I just let go and I believed it. What if every single freaking morning I woke up as me and I was proud to be me? Proud to be the messy me and the petty me and the hard me and the sad me and the happy me and no matter what version and at every single chapter, I spoke positive words to her. Well, I will tell you what happened. I became my mom. What's up, Gretchen? <laughs> and I did not become my mom in the like, holy crap, I'm my mom way. I became my mom in the way that my mom was a person from my past that significantly made me feel special and loved and beautiful at every chance she had. I'm blessed to have a childhood where I look back and I remember with such clarity how her positive words impacted me. They impacted me in the way that kind of laid a foundation for how I view confidence. They want they made me want to do better and reach my full potential. And now that I'm an adult reflecting on that and I'm navigating sobriety and I'm a mom myself, I don't have my mom to call me every day to compliment me. My mom can't come to my house and put a brat in my hair or a pretty pin. So I decided to channel all of that lovingness and that confidence that she taught me to build words and phrases that I can use for myself. And you know what? The more I said them, I shockingly started to genuinely believe them. Like, I feel happy today. I feel happy with who I am. I feel happy with how I present myself. I do my best every day, even if my best looks different. So, like, some days I take an extra long nap. I work from my bed and I watch trash reality TV. But I know I'm doing my best. I know I love myself through that. I don't judge myself or call myself lazy. I sit with myself long enough to know what actually supports me and when it will support me. I learn what nourishes my body. I learn what nourishes my mind, what nourishes my spirit. And what actually makes me happy and excited. And... I create boundaries and stay consistent with reframing negative self-talk so that I can be that beautiful, bold person that I know is inside of me. And let me kind of explain that a little bit. So I am so completely madly in love with myself. I'm proud. I'm confident with who I am as a person. But that does not mean that my invasive thoughts... Also, I was recently diagnosed with OCD, which makes so much sense. So I'm saying invasive thoughts. I mean invasive thoughts telling me that my imperfections and screaming the reality that I may not be as far along in life as, you know, 
marry Sally and Sue. But what I do now is those thoughts come and I sit with them and maybe I'll stare them in the face and I'll realize those thoughts are there. But I'll respond to them and I say, Katrina, you're exactly where you need to be. And I love that phrase because it is meant in so many forms. I'm exactly at the weight I need to be. I'm exactly at the career point I need to be. I'm as a mother where I need to be. I'm physically where I need to be. And I say that and I end it with, and I love you. And sometimes I have to say that over and over and over and over to stop those thoughts. But some days I say them and it sticks and I am able to move on. And that is so refreshing to see that kind of progress because that's what it is. It's progress. I don't chase perfection. I don't need to be perfect. I'm happy with how I tell my stupid jokes to people. I'm happy. I'm happy with how I cackle at inappropriate moments. I'm happy with how I laugh with warm tears running down my face at things that have happened years ago that maybe not everyone thinks they're funny. (laughs) Maybe they won't get it, but you know what? That's okay. I'm happy with how I inspire people. I'm happy with how I react when I'm feeling hard things. I'm happy with how I react when I'm feeling good things. I just genuinely love this person who I have always been, but when you drink excessively, it's like a film is put over you and you're just this blurred down version of yourself. And I never want to be a watered down version of Katrina again in my life. I've worked too hard and she deserves all the good, (laughs) y'all. And falling back in love with yourself, basically to wrap it up, it's not an immunity to self-doubt and the pressures we face in the world. It's just a love that is the foundation for how you handle those unexpected and unknown pressures with grace and truth. And that you remember the truth that you are worthy of a loving relationship with yourself. There is nothing wrong with loving yourself. There is nothing wrong with confidence. I think there's a misconception that to be confident, you have to be arrogant or self-centered. And that's just not the case. You should be open to love in all forms. And the most important form is the relationship you have with yourself. You are the only one that you are going to be with for the rest of your life every single day and make that relationship count. I think sometimes our past makes it seem like we're too far gone or made too many bad decisions to be proud of who we are. Like, how dare we have the confidence to believe in ourselves, right? How dare we give in to this world that highlights our failures and makes it near impossible to think we are worthy of being proud of the changes we've made. But you guys, we are. We're worthy of confidence. We're worthy of strength. We are worthy of change and success and love. It is genuinely when we remember those uncomfortable moments, the ones from our past where it is 
so plain to see how bad we messed up. And we stare our failures in the face and say, I love you. I love you now. I loved you then. You were coping the best you could. Those are the moments that when we have this shift and the weights of our past suddenly get lighter, it gets easier to hold. And for me, I felt like that little girl in the mirror again with a shiny new breath. It's almost like I could just see my childhood self and she was happy and smiling and that's how I felt looking at her. So if you guys are struggling, literally go to Target, get a breath, put it in your hair. Use it as a training wheel when it feels foreign and impossible to speak loving words to yourself. And I can't wait to see you guys take those training wheels off (laughs) and tell me all about story of how you found yourself again. Again, I'm Trina. I'm a 30-year-old mom of two who just celebrated two years of consistent sobriety, and I freaking love myself. Guys, if you liked today's episode, go ahead and rate and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you take a screenshot and tag us at The Retired Party Girl so we can see what episode you're listening to. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions, go ahead and send us a DM on Instagram or email us, Trina at TheRetiredPartyGirl.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Shockingly.